What's good, everybody? It's Kimmy, and I'm back with my tea of the day. <clears throat> and I wanted to get into. Let's get into Orange Is the New Black, the new season, and Dead White People, the new season. And just the representation of different black males on TV is is wonderful, especially like from their white people. I liked the season. I liked Laurel's, um, Lionel's growth in the season. It just shows the complexity of the character, the actor. It just shows that there's different type of gay and gay men out there. They're not just all thugs and they're not just all queens. Like, there's some in between. Like me. Like, there are regular dudes who just are gay. But they're not necessarily completely feminine or queens or or just overly feminine or they're not overly masculine. And it's a great thing to see that on TV because you don't get that representation. So when we look at ourselves, it's like, okay, like there's a whole part of the community that you're missing. And that's not a good look. But overall, I liked the season. I wasn't in love with the season. Like, I thought that they could have done a little better. But I was just really happy with the topics that they, you know, spoke about. And I was really just happy with Lionel's growth, to be honest with you. And just to see him try to find love again and try to act tar and get head in the, in the library. I was like, oh no, you better get head. And then just seeing him, like, with the other gay community. Let's end Winchester. Which was very dope, which was very eye-opening and a great thing to see. And then also seeing, like, one of my favorite um, podcaster YouTubers, um, Mr. Zachary Campbell, making a appearance and definitely showing him showing little acting chops. I was like, okay, Zach, I see you. Like, that was definitely great to see. And it was a great moment for the LGBT community to see that. And just to see, like, all the representation that we have, like, from How to Get Away with Murder, to The Have and Have Not, to, it's just, it's so many to, to name. It's just really good to see. Now let's get into, and it's very important that that show is out. It definitely is, and I'm happy that they made it, and keep on creating. And keeping the storyline nice and fresh. And that's all I really have. And let's get into Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. This was, in my opinion, the best season I've seen. Like when I said like they really hit some topics, they really hit some topics. Like especially especially ISIS. Like that was a big part of the season. But it is very important, especially with this president that we have in the White House that y'all motherfucker elected. Because I ain't like that motherfucker. But the person who's in the chair, the Cheeto, you know him. Yeah, like, he's definitely about, you know, sending people back to where they motherfucking quote-unquote came from. And building fucking bridges and walls and, and all this dumb shit that he want to fucking talk about. And really pushing the ISIS aspect of if he was not born here... You gotta go. And that's fucked up. Like, that's not fucking America. That is not the land of the motherfucking free. 
So I don't know how we have those terms, but yet you doing something motherfucking opposite. It was great to, it was great how they really, you know, showed us. Like, they don't give a fuck. They, ISIS, does not play by anybody's rules but ISIS. So, unfortunately, if you're in that situation or your family, get a lawyer, get whoever the fuck you can to try to get you out of that situation because it's not a good thing and it's not a good look for you to be in. And unfortunately, like, that really tears families apart. Like, you've been here all your life, but just because you wasn't necessarily born here, Damn. Let, let's talk about Miss Alex and Miss Piper. I love their I love their relationship. I do. Even though it's very toxic and I know it's toxic, like I know that they really do not need to be dating. And Piper really do need to find someone else. Like Zelda, she she was a good look, but Zelda knew what the fuck she was doing. Zelda knew that she was in love with Alex and that she was not trying to pervert or do anything that would fuck up that their situation in their, you know, prison marriage. But Zelda did not give a fuck. Like she made it known, like, I like you. And this is what it is. And when they actually had sex, I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh, like if I had pearls, I would have fucking clutched it. Cause I'm like, I can't. Really? Like you really about to just just go get you some? Like, but then that's the whole aspect of, you know, dating someone in prison. Unfortunately, like, you're in prison, but you have to know, like, whoever you're dating is nine times out of ten going to be barking someone up. Because they need that other, they need that physical connection. Like, it's great to, you know, jerk off and masturbate or whatever you do, but it's not going to be everyday, all-day type thing when you locked up and your partner and man doing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Like, fuck out of here. You're going to have to go on a motherfucking break. Or we we gonna have to do something because that ain't gonna work. You would have to let me go, and if you you know if our love is strong, I will come back. <laughs> like that's a, definitely a conversation that needs to be had. But like that relationship is toxic, it's everything. But and then when freaking Alex decided to dead eyes fuck the the freaking uh, the guard. I was like, oh no, like, first you get caught up with selling for home dude, and now you have to sell for her, and now instead of selling for her, now you're just fucking her down, like, damn. You just say, you know, what the fuck you do? Which, I ain't mad if you had to do what you had to do, I guess. Like, what you felt, what you felt like you had an inkling of Piper cheating with Zelda, then, you know. I guess you had to do what you had to do to get your nuts off. I ain't mad at you, but y'all need to really get us together and figure that shit out. Now let's talk about Miss Doggett. Like, this was a a very interesting season for her, to say the least. Like, I'm not a full Doggett fan because of her antics was just out of control for the, like the last other six seasons. But this season, I kind of, I kind of had a, a little soft spot for her. I'm not even going to cry. Like, she was really trying to battle herself. She was really trying to, like, her and Suzanne's um, friendship was just so, it was just so real and just so genuine. I loved it. And it's her really trying to battle herself and her trying to learn and find out she had a disability. And this having to deal with that. 
because that's a lot. Like, finding out, like, oh, shit, like, that's why I'm different. Like, I always knew I was different. I just never knew why I was different. But because I have dyslexia and I read stuff backwards, that's why I would have made me just the smartest person in school. But if I knew that, I would have probably had help, but I probably wouldn't, you know, did what I had to do and pass all these motherfuckers in school. And then just for her to really do her shit and Suzanne cheer her on so she could take her GED for this dumb motherfucker. I forgot his motherfucking name. Lushax. There you go. Not to tell the fucking professor that she needs motherfucking actual motherfucking time. So now she fucking scrambling her brain and and the fucking words is getting all fucking mixed up. But it ain't get that mixed up because she motherfucking passed. But if you did what the fuck you had to do as a motherfucking person and you went motherfucking bean, she should have got her extra time and then maybe her death would not be on your fucking hands. Because she, she killed herself. She OD'd because of you. Because she became depressed because of you. And you know that. But you're not going to admit that. But you know. And we know that you know. And I was just so happy when they sent out the the diplomas that for the people who passed and she was part of it. Like, that was definitely a territory. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but this is, this is life. This is life like when people don't know how to handle certain situations. This is unfortunately what happens. And it sucks. Now, let's get off of that. And let's get into the people who was released. Mother Diaz. I love the back end story. And I love your fucked up relationship with the warden. Or now warden at the end. But... Oh, like, you really need to get it together. Like, you got out, and you're supposed to start raising your kids. But you, you can't even fucking control yourself. Get yourself together. But then it's the whole aspect of us as a society, us as a world, us as the world. As soon as people get out, we don't give them the tools to really live and to really maintain outside of those four walls. We don't give them a choice to be successful after jail. We don't. And that's the problem. Like, we don't give them a choice to knowing that we have to still pay for parole. And then, like, they still have to pay for parole. And they still have to try to find a job in order to stay on parole. And you can't fuck up on at all. Like, no drug users, no anything. Because they will check your pee whenever the fuck they feel like it. And they will definitely do pop-up home visits. Like, they don't tell you those sides of your release from jail. Like, you still are locked up. You still, you're not behind bars, but you're still locked up. And you have to try to find a way to make the best out of it. You have to try to find a way to get a job, a good job. So you can still have money to afford whatever living situation you have to get into. Especially if you had kids before jail, now you still have to kind of have money to get, to take care of them. It's like, damn it, but then I'm a felon, so then, depending on what job, they're not going to try to hire me, because I am a felon. It's hard. But it's something that, unfortunately, we don't give them tools to do. That's why a lot of inmates, and I'm going back. I'm like, look at Tasty. She went back, because she didn't, she couldn't acclimate herself outside of jail. 
Miss Mother Diaz. You could have acclimated yourself outside of jail and you're still doing some illegal shit when you was outside of jail. So having him trying to push the drugs inside of jail. And then you get caught. That shit was funny though. When, when they got caught fucking and in the shoot, that shit was epic. I was like, that's fucking big ass dummy. Like, you really thought that you were gonna do something to fuck up your daughter situation since you wanted shit. You thought that you were really gonna fuck up that whole situation. And she was like, no, not at all. She showed you who, who really wants shit. Who really wants it. And I love that aspect of it. So let's get into taste. No, let's, let's continue on Cindy. So Cindy was released for good behavior, quote unquote, and for basically riding down on Tasty, which was a fucked up situation. And for Tasty's aspect, I wouldn't forget her either, because I, I have life in I have life in prison, and I will never see outside of these four walls because people feel like I killed. Piscatella, and that was not even true. And you know that wasn't true. It was fucked up, and you should have spoke up, Cindy. You know you should have fucking fucked... You know you should have spoke up, but you didn't, and that was a fucked up situation, but it is what it is. So you got out of jail, and you thought everything was going to be pieces and cream, and no, it was not. Mm-hmm. Tasty definitely got in that ass and sent your daughter mm-hmm. a letter saying, yeah, Surprise, that that really is your mother. So you've been lying to this girl for X amount of years to find out that, yeah, that's really your mom's. Like, how do you expect that to happen? Like, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna get her revenge any way that she needs to. And then Cindy's mom, you know, ain't no better because I feel like it's a you know, generational curse type of shit. But Cindy keep on fucking up, and that is what it is. And then we don't necessarily talk about people getting down to jail or not not being able to go back home, because the family's not in open arms, or you lost family, or whatever the situation was. So Cindy find herself homeless, and being homeless is no joke. Like that's a whole lifestyle that not even not even like you have to be strong to adapt to it. You have to be strong to know where you can go, where you, what you can do, what people's gonna help you, what people's not. It's not the third, like, and that's the whole lifestyle that Cindy was not, you know, used to. And hopefully, well, we can't see it because it's, it's the last motherfucking season. But hopefully, you know, she acclimates into, I guess, her new lifestyle and her new living. But hopefully, it's, it's up from here. I still wish her the best. Now, let's get into Tasty. This whole season, she was battling if she should kill herself or not. Which that's a lot of people, like, even outside of jail, that's a whole lot of people's aspect and mindset, unfortunately, because life just becomes so much. But especially in jail, like, you have life in prison now. People get declined and denied from all of the fights that you've been trying to do. Like, you just get tired of fighting. Like, y'all just trying to keep me here for some shit I didn't even motherfucking do. Like, how is that motherfucker? How is that fair? And then you just denying the stuff. Like, Suzanne wrote you a whole vivid letter and book about your situation. But that wasn't enough because Suzanne is not all there. So you can't even take her words for anything, is what you're trying to say. Which is fucked up. But, you know, 
I don't know. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Like, but then, like, what was for me, like, when she just decided to live. When she got Doggett's um, GED um, paper saying that she passed her diploma, that was, that, like, that really was like, okay, maybe I do need to live. And just really try to forgive Cindy. Not saying that she would ever forget it, but just trying to, like, at least forgive her for her. Because, like, when you don't forgive someone, it eats you. It doesn't eat that person. And that's what people don't really understand. Like, you have to forgive them for you. You don't have to forget. <laughs> you ain't go through that shit to forget. You went through that shit to forgive. And to grow up as a person and as a human being. Like, okay, like, at the end of the day, what you did to me, you meant it. But you meant it because you ain't dealing with the shit that you have to deal with for you. So, in terms of you not dealing with your shit, you end up... You in turn hurt me, whether it was on purpose or not, I was still burnt and I was still hurt. But I forgive you, but I will never forget. So hopefully, you know, people really grasp that aspect of forgiveness. Because it is so rejuvenating. It really is refreshing. It really is enough for nothing. It's just a grown-up shit to do, like... But you would get there when you... Like, you'll know you get there when you actually get there. Like, when you... There's no hatred in your heart for that person. It's like... Okay. The situation is what it is. It, it, like, it just is what it is. But that's it. But Tracy, like, I'm happy that she... Decided to... The whole season... Her time, you know... Get intel for the Diaz and everything like that but just for her to really just want to end up living after her trying to kill herself after her trying to get the drugs getting the drugs but never taking it but also trying to kill herself by hanging herself but wasn't successful thank God it's a lot and then Red like the mentor and like people going crazy inside the solitary is real that is a real thing that happens, especially for people who's over a certain particular age. That is even more basic for something that you need to look at. You need to really look at the people that's in your jail. I'm like, yeah, like, they're, they're losing it. They're not losing it just because they're losing it. They're losing it because they're not, they're by themselves 24 hours a day because they're in solitary. Because they're in the shoot. Because they're away from people. They're away from contact. Like, people need people. Whether they're having sex or physical or anything. It's just a com- Or even if it's just a conversation. They need that that interaction that people don't understand. Like, that's how you don't go crazy. Like, that's how you don't lose it. And who else? And I didn't fully like... I didn't love the ending, but I liked it. I, For whatever reason, I don't know, I wanted more. I wanted more because I felt like they could have gave us more. But like, at the end, the Piper still managed to, you know, see Alex. So I'm assuming that, you know, she moved to Ohio to be back with her wife. Which is a great thing to see because, you know... In a, any other movie or story or a show, they would have broke up and I would have just been there. But they wanted them to still stay together, which is a wonderful motherfucking thing. 
and I'm happy that we started seeing a lot of the old characters coming back throughout, you know, that last, what, was that, that was like two hours? Yeah, the last two hour episode, where you just started seeing like the old, old people from the different seasons come back out of jail or come back out of hiding, which is a good thing, but I thought like they could have been a little, little better, I don't know. But, oh yeah, definitely seeing Sophia. Sophia, Sophia, Sophia. Played by my boo. Miss Motherfucker Laverne Cox. I need to put this back on her name. Because she, I'm not for nothing like, I love me some, I'm Jay Rodriguez, that is my boo. I love me some India Moore, that is my other boo. Those are wifeies. But the first transgendered woman to do it was Laverne Cox. To put that on mainstream, to put that on the billboards to put that in real time and real life aspect was Laverne Cox to me. That was the first person like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Like she is just telling her truth. And it is so real and it's so authentic and I just love it. And I'm just happy that in this moment I can see that. And it just gave me more insight of the whole trans community because I wasn't aware of it. I know of course you know it was that's what the C's there for. But I never deep dived into it or even had an inkling of what that it was because that wasn't my lifestyle because that's what it, that wasn't what I was a part of. I still don't have, I still don't have necessarily trans um, friends, which I would definitely would not mind having. But, you know, that that's something that I'm, you know, for me, need to get done. But for me, it's just the whole aspect of really just learning them and learning everything about them. It's just wonderful. It's, it's amazing. And I'm happy that I'm able to see that through real life experiences, hopefully, and just what's demonstrated through trans characters on TV. But seeing Sophia having her own hair salon, which was amazing, and her just looking this motherfucking flawless after jail and getting paper together for that gala, I was like, yes! Yes, Sophia. Like, I don't think y'all really understand everything that they really talked about in Orange is the New Black. Like, this was a show that would really be missed and that was really needed and still is needed for this culture, for life. Like, this is going to go down as one of those shows that really was groundbreaking that talked about countless, countless of topics. Mm-hmm. From this, um, life in prison, like having kids in prison, um, and then you still gotta go back while your kids have to just live without you out there, trying to, trying to deal with marriages and relationships in prison, um, you know, trying to quote unquote be gay for a day in prison, or have a full-blown relationship with girls in prison, or finding out like, oh shit, I like girls, or I like guys, or whatever that situation is, or just the whole aspect of no one really giving a fuck, and if you get hurt, and if you tell, then I want to keep on fucking with you, or being raped in prison, or the whole aspect of the Black Lives Matters, and the riots, and ISIS, and just concentration camps, and just pinning it on people just so you can get out free. Or just learning, like, damn, like, even though I'm about to get out, like, should I still, you know, be truthful and 
my part of this aspect or should I not? Or just really just being a human being and, and understanding how human beings need to be treated. Yeah. How humans be how human beings deserve and need to be treated. And not as objects, not as numbers. Like they are human beings just like everyone else. Like yes, they they did something that they mm-hmm. well some people did something, some people were framed. And I love how Suzanne this season mm-hmm. really went into my asking her mom and really just having this, this conversation with, within herself. Like, do I deserve to be here? Me knowing now that I have a a special, you know, brain and the world knowing I have a special brain. And the world knowing and me knowing that I did I was not trying to hurt that boy. I was trying to I wasn't trying to kidnap him. I wasn't trying I wasn't trying to hurt him. But y'all are making me seem like I'm a monster. Like, do I really deserve to be here? Or do I deserve to be somewhere else? Like in a mental facility. And that was daunting for me because it's like, damn, like she might be, she might have a point. Like, does she really deserve to be here? Or does she deserve to have other, or does she deserve to have other options allotted for her so she can still learn what, that what she did was bad, but not necessarily in that setting? Because I don't think that setting is for her. And that's why I'm happy that I guess throughout the season they, they decided to put her in the facility for the people with um, mental disabilities because it's not nine times out of ten it's not their fault like once they're under medication they are able to do what they need to do and they're able to still function as it it might not be your typical uh, your typical ideal person functional uh, mind but they will be able to function the way they need to function for them because a lot of them still have wonderful lives and they still live <laughs> wonderful lives, they're still great people and they still are successful. So y'all need to really stop um, playing I'm like, they're not. Like, the show is just wonderful. I just hope for a spin-off show or something. Okay. I just don't get it. Like, why are y'all really trying to take all my shows away from me? Like, you trying to get rid of power. You trying to get rid of empire. You trying to get rid of star. Mm-hmm. You get rid of orange is the new black. You get away with how to get a, how to get away with murder. You got away with scandal. Like, this is too much. But if y'all haven't watched the last season of Orange is the New Black, y'all are really missing out. Go get it, go watch it, go stream it. Because this season is definitely a season you will never forget. And definitely go check out um, the white people. Because um, if you don't know that key, if you ain't get into that gig yet, I don't know what you're missing, girl. I don't know what you're missing, but you need to go get into it. Because that, that season and that show is just everything right now. And it's definitely giving me like nine-ish vibes in a way like I know it's trying to get there and I seen like a quote from um Lionel well the character Lionel but their actor Deron Horton who was like I guess this is the new generation of 
Oh, what was that shit? Oh, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. I'll put it out in the comments. Because a different world. There you go. I kind of see it. I kind of don't. Because a different world with something that you can't touch is something that not even motherfucking close. Because that is a classic. But within time, you may, you, y'all may become a classic. I'll give y'all that. But right now, y'all are not touching a different world at all. But thank y'all for watching. Well, hey, not watching yet. But thank y'all for listening. Go, you know, subscribe to my channel at Anchor. Definitely share on, on Apple. Share on Spotify. Share on Anchor. Share on Google Podcast. Share on Instagram. Share on um, IG. Share on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Let the world know about my channel because we're doing things and they for Apple Podcasts. Y'all are really tuning in over there. I thank y'all for having Nicki Minaj, my second video ever, has about a hundred, almost two hundred listeners. That shit is just so amazing to see. Like, thank y'all for supporting me. Please listen to all my other stuff, though. Like, Nikki is great, but, you know, I'm talking about other different things, too. Different topics, different people. I like to have this woman continue to talk about Nikki, because I can do that all, all day. Without a problem. But, you know, let me know what y'all think. Hit me up on my Instagram, my Facebook, which the links will be down. And just, you know, let me know. Thank you for listening again. Later.